The legends are true. But overwhelming power! The sauce of destiny. Yes! The most legendary sauce has arrived as McDonald's transforms into the anime world of Wickdonald's. The greatest flavors unite in all new savory chili McDonald's sauce to make your 10-piece Nuggets, fries, and Sprite ultra-powerful. Unlock manga comics with every meal and sit down for a new anime short every week only at Wickdonald's. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba, go! And participate in McDonald's for a limited time while supplies last. Bet MGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at BetMGM. Simply download the BetMGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then, place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager, only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. Brothers. Greetings and salutations, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome back to Three Man Weave. Three Man Weave is brought to you by the good folks at Chairshot Radio Network in conjunction with thechairshot.com. Always use your head. And week in and week out, we invite you, we implore you, we insist upon the lend me, lend me the ears and hear the as I perform a performance to tell you to go to ProWrestlingTees.com forward slash The Chair Shot and pick up an official Chair Shot t-shirt. We literally have something for everyone. I got a new one. I didn't even know it was on our site. Shout out to Bob, brother of balls, a.k.a. AJ Belaz. He came on. I, I, I sat in on 
DWI this past week. Go make sure y'all check that out. And he had on a chair shot bar shirt established, what was it, 2018, I believe, which were, which is when we kicked the site off. Chairshot Whatever. Brewing Company, 2017, I believe. Thank you. Cool-ass shirt. And many, many other cool-ass shirts just like that. All you got to do is go to ProWrestlingTees.com forward slash The Chair Shot. And per, by perusing ProWrestlingTees.com forward slash The Chair Shot, you're going to find something that you absolutely adore. We still got some summer left. Big-ass wrestling week weekend. If you're going to any of these festivities, festiving this weekend or the proceedings preceding this weekend, the best way to represent your favorite website for news, reviews, opinion, and analysis is to show up to the United Center or wherever the fuck SummerSlam is happening at in Vegas or just walk around Vegas in general with a brand spanking new T-shirt courtesy of ProWrestlingTees.com forward slash The Chair Shot. Please and thank you, thank you, and please, TheChairShot.com. We're not just a website, folks. We're a movement. I'm Mr. Velvet Pipes, Christopher Platt. As always, I'm joined by the Commissioner PC Tunney and Mr. Ray Cash. We do apologize. We didn't get to get a show out this week. Life got in the way. I think Hurricane Tammy or whatever the fuck fucked up PC's whole setup. He didn't have power for like 86,000 hours. Like he just got power back like an hour ago. So it was just all bad. But we right back like we left something to talk about the good old-fashioned world of sports and everything going on in it. Crickets, crickets, crickets. Hooray. I think you, we're missing a new tagline, I think. People, please peruse pro wrestling tees. Please. People, please peruse pro 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 wrestling tees, please. No? Little Max Headroom? Was it Max Headroom meets Heavy D? Was that bad? It wasn't that bad. Bad. Try a Pepsi. It was cold, baby. That go to show you how much it probably was. About this yeah, week. yeah, it was. Yeah, it was. <laughs> People, please. Anyway. <laughs> All right. Hi, everybody. Uh, has anybody played any sports in the past seven days? <laughs> yeah, I went golfing a whole shit done. I golfed. I golfed 135 holes in eight days. Jesus. You trying you trying to win an award or something? No. Just trying to get it all in before life comes back to normal. Fair enough. I I um I did a brisk jog from the car back to the condo because it was raining. Oh okay, nothing Impressive. like jog, jog in the rain. A lot of a lot of runners like to run in the rain. Yeah. A lot of lovers like to love in the rain as well. Oh hell yeah! The quiet <laughs> storm, baby. Yeah. Technically. <laughs> Since we're doing sports analogies, I'm on the disabled list. I'm injured with the back uh, because when I was doing the the wonderful sport of talking to my daughter, uh, my old ass all of a sudden got a back spasm and hasn't gone away for a week. So hooray for me. You got Ray is day to day, ladies and gentlemen. He's on he's on the 15 day DL, <laughs> but he's day to day. I think that's I'm questionable. At least it's not a questionable groin. No, I don't have a groin. I got a back, as Mike Golick would say so have, eloquently. Yeah, you don't have a he's question. out with the back. Right. We're not sure if it's a groin. It may or may not be a groin. It's questionable. <laughs> he he got two little girls. It's definitely a groin. Well, I'm just saying this is what the this was the injury <laughs> it's a report. Long time to have a groin. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> out of the three of us, he's the only one that we know for sure his dick is working. So you know. <laughs> oh. 
<laughs> Thank you for putting it that way. It makes me feel better about myself. <laughs> I'm just saying. Uh, I'll just, I will totally leave that one there. When we come back, folks, we're going to actually get into sports. It's been long enough of us jabbering that we can take a commercial break. Ray Cash, PC Tony, and Christopher Platt, three man weave back at you here every Wednesday evening. Chair Shot Radio Network and thechairshot.com. Always use your head. This is your boy Kenny Killer telling you to make sure you check out thechairshot.com, bringing you breaking news, interviews, podcasts galore, everything pro wrestling. Make sure you check it out, thechairshot.com. Promotional consideration paid for by the following. Hey folks, PC Tony here. Thanks to our new partnership with Angry Lemonade, you can save 10% on physical products and digital commissions using the promo code CHAIRSHOT. Head to angrylemonade.net to check out their amazing catalog of products and services. Use the promo code CHAIRSHOT to save 10%. That's angrylemonade.net. Welcome back to Three Man Weave, Chairshot Radio Network, all your favorite streaming platforms, and of course, thechairshot.com. Platt already told you, people, please peruse pro wrestling tees. Let's get into it this week on Three Man Weave. All right, we might as well start with Lord Football, and who other than apparently America's team, the Dallas Cowboys. The second MRI on Dak's shoulder, everything seems to be repairing as normal. Looks pretty good. He is on a pitch count. What are you guys' thoughts? Uh, what are you looking for? I mean, Dak doesn't seem like he's going to get any time in the preseason. It's just going to be that first weekend of football for Dak, and that's when they're going to be ready to go. Overall thoughts here, Dallas Cowboys and Dak Prescott. Dak deserved his money. If he wouldn't have got his money, it would have been a a damn disservice to the Dallas Cowboys and Dak. I'm trying to get my alliteration in like you guys. Was it good enough? No? Okay. Never mind. Uh, However, this is why your boy was hesitant on spending that money. Keep it a buck. Not saying Dak is injury prone. He had one horrific, crazy injury. However, Man, the money that they're giving to these people nowadays, and it's still not enough compared to what they make. There's a lot of money Dak signed for. And to not even play in preseason, preseason don't matter anyway, but it's not about winning or losing. It's about getting those kinks out, getting back in rhythm. It's only so much rhythm you can get in running seven on sevens or wearing the red jersey. So if Dallas really wants to be a contender like they should be on paper this year, that could have to get out there and play some actual meaningful snaps. Yeah, don't tell me uh, Big Jerry, a.k.a. White Jerome Jones, is not having buyer's remorse right about now. Yeah, no, I, I mean, it is I what it is. I don't think so. You really Word. think so? You think he's, he's, he's not happy about you the contract? Ah, I think that uh, he's completely fine. I don't think there's anything wrong with Dak. It's just the strain in his lat behind his arm. Buyer's remorse is a bit much, Platt, but I do think he's in the back of his mind is thinking, damn, I hope this money goes work, goes spent well. Yeah. And, I mean, it's his throwing soldier, Tony, if I'm not mistaken. So that is mm-hmm. kind of a big deal because that's what he's going to be doing all goddamn season. Unless Zeke Elliott can find Zeke Elliott again and they can just hand off. But obviously he's going to have to throw at some point in time. So 
Preferably everything works out for him. I like that. I'm glad he got his money. I think he is a top 10 to 15 quarterback in the league when healthy. But this is a rough way to start. You're not going to get any snaps in the preseason. You're not going to develop any rhythm or timing in actual game situations. And it's going to be interesting to see what happens with Dallas the first few weeks of the season, whether they come out strong or they stumble out the gate. All right. I can deal with that. Let's stick with the quarterbacks. And I know, Ray, you brought up Cam and Mac Jones. But what about Justin Fields and Andy Dalton? Now, I know Justin Fields is nursing a little bit of a groin injury, but he looks definitely like he's given that offensive line of the Chicago uh, a a much more capable time of of, of blocking for a much more mobile quarterback. Well, they're so both situations are very similar in the fact that it's a rookie who probably is talented enough to play now versus an established star who's on the downturn of their careers. But I mean, difference I've go go ahead. No, no, you go, you finish it because I think you're going there. I was going to say the difference is in the personnel that each team has because a big part of the problem with Cam last year, and there's a million reasons, him catching COVID them having no weapons. The whole defense basically out and out. But the issue was they don't got no weapons over there. They got weapons in Chicago. So with all due respect to Andy Dalton, the one issue that they had was they had they didn't have a line. So the 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 thinking is you probably want to start the guy that can move. But on the other end, Matt Jones had a hell of a first game. And you know they spent all that money, the most money I think ever spent in an offseason on free agency to go get all these weapons. And so I love Cam. I love Cam Newton. My man can't hit the side of my house right now. So, and I'm, there's no, no diss. We just, we speaking truth here. So they might be more behooved to start Mac Jones. This may be the rookie's time to shine right now. You can even go with Trey Lance down there in, in San Francisco. This may be the rookie's time to shine. So it's funny, everything that you just brought up in every team, Chicago, San Francisco, and New England, I feel like, especially New England with their with the upgrades that they've made this offseason, all three of those teams are ready to win right now, especially mm-hmm. Chicago and, and San Francisco. New England, TBA, or TBD. Defense TB is back, you know I mean? so they should be back to normal. Fair, fair, fair. But yeah, so I, I don't know. That Chicago is going to be interesting because Andy Dalton, we've seen what he does. There's an obvious ceiling to what he does, but is that rookie going to be able to come in here and get acclimated soon enough? Same thing with the brother down in, um, or not down, but out in San Francisco. Are they going to be able to come in and get acclimated soon enough to be able to put that team in a position to win? Yes, it's happened before, but you don't know. These are still rookies, and you still got to go through your growing pains and whatnot. Mac Jones, who? Mac Jones, who? We've seen what Mr. Hoodie can do with an inexperienced quarterback. I'm not saying, I'm just saying. I, I, I think it's only a matter of time, and I love Cam as well. <sighs> I hope he can get back to some semblance of who Cam was, because Cam was the closest thing we had in the league to Willie Beeman mm-hmm. from any given Sunday. So, yeah, I, mm-hmm. I box with Cam hard. I always have. But, yeah, last year it was kind of a bad look. So I wouldn't be shocked if at some point in time Mac Jones, who? Mac Jones, who? Mac Jones, album coming soon takes the reins for that team but yeah it's, it's gonna be interesting and we're basing all of this stuff on a preseason game as well so we're jumping the gun here a little bit gentlemen i'll put it to you this way i think 
Cam Newton's definitely starting. I think Nagy and the rest of the staff in Chicago are starting to realize that they're going to need Justin Fields to start because the things they've said from Andy Dalton's QB1 to we're going to do the best thing possible for this football team, that's a complete change of mind right there, right? Uh, I, I think you're going to see Jimmy G, although look at Trey Lance had that 80-yard touchdown pass, right? And he threw the ball 50 yards in the air. That's awesome, okay? But if you take that away, he was 4 for 13 for like 40 yards. So you got to understand there's going to be these big plays, and you're not always getting them against the number one side of the ball as well. Trey Lance is definitely, in my mind, going to be a really good quarterback in this league. But if Justin Fields is healthy, he should be on the field, in my opinion. And I think Cam Newton gives the Patriots the best chance to win. I think you're going to see an uptick from Cam Newton this year. That's my opinion. I hope you're right, Sonny. And Trey Lance, if I'm not mistaken, he didn't play last year, right? No. So he's on the the James Wiseman side of the game. Yes. I, I don't even he, have to say anymore. Y'all feel me? They they yeah. drafted him knowing he was a project. And I'm and it's hilarious you say James Wiseman both in the same city, San Francisco. Um, but they they drafted him knowing he was a project. The problem is Jimmy G. Speaking about speak of ceilings. Jimmy G has had a ceiling since he came in the league. Well, people thought Eddie Dalton could get better. Jimmy G ain't getting no better than he is now. I think the injuries is what plagued Jimmy G. I mean, he's like twenty-four and nine as a, when he starts. So, like, when he can, if he can stay on the field, he can be a top ten quarterback, top twelve quarterback in the NFL. It's just in order to be one of those guys, you got to be on the fucking field when it matters. And, and, Ollie, and you, go ahead, Ray. I apologize, man. No, I'm sorry. I just want to say to the Jimmy G point. It's not that I disagree with you. It's just that the one game he had a chance to show that, the Super Bowl, we, he showed th- it was the worst he we, ever played. We say the exact same, same goddamn thing. That's all I was going to say. All he had to do was hit a wide-open Emmanuel Sanders, and he would be a Super Bowl-winning quarterback right now, and he couldn't even do that shit. Well, you know. if ifs and I could have made that play. If ifs and buts for candy and nuts, Bill Buckner would be having Merry Christmases as well, but that's just not the case now, is it? Why you gotta bring old Billy into this, man? That man is living happily right now. Somewhere, yeah, don't someone, like... someone in Boston is going, "Hey, fuck you, Tawny." Exactly. Right now, this is yeah, exactly. Yeah. Pow, yeah. You know. And, yeah. And just, to the cam, stick it up your clam to chowder. To to put a bow on the cam and Mac thing, as much as I think Mac gives him a better chance to win right now, you have to start Cam because you can't go from Mac back to Cam. You can't do that. Couple more newsworthy notes here. We'll do with the more positive one and the fact that Jamal Adams gets re-signed four years, seventy-two million dollar extension to stay in Seattle. What are you guys thoughts on that signing? Nine and a half sacks from the safety position last year from from Jamal Adams. Okay. Um Tyron Matthew, go get your money, number one. Number two, Dwayne Brown is pissed. Seattle's going to be interesting. They still don't have a line. They've got weapons. They've, you know, the defense is good. So I don't know if I'm Russell. I'm, I would love to be a fly on the wall when Russell and Sierra, I'd love to be a fly on the wall in that household for a lot of reasons because Russell Wilson be code switching. And I don't, for a lot really, of, I don't know which one is so, the code switch. I really so don't. You wanna I, be- I don't know which one it is, but I, I would love to be a fly on the wall in that in that household to see how he feels, seeing as how he's going to be staying with Seattle for the foreseeable future, and see what he thinks about all of that. I was gonna, 
comment on your mispronunciation of reasons as weasons. And seeing as how it was a Weasley reason, I thought maybe that's why it was a weasen. Uh, anyway, the yes, the weasons. The weasons that we're here. These the are weasons that we feel. I feel. I feel this disappoint. Oh. See, I was thinking weasons were reasons weasels gave for their Weasley actions. Those Weasley wascals and wabbits. Yeah, I don't know. Four years, seventy-two million—that's a lot of money against the cap for a player that doesn't really control the ball that often. I understand he dominated their defense, but their defense wasn't even top half in the league last year. I don't believe. But they—they they went out and traded all that for him. Sure. They had to give him that contract. Well, yeah, I don't disagree that he's one of the. I mean, he's only one of three defensive backs that have made the Pro Bowl each of the last three years. So. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Last NFL note: Tim Tebow, the dream is over. It's done. Is, is there another professional sport for him to try and play? I mean, he, he's the baseball is Former. over. The football is officially over. Like, the guy could get paid millions of dollars and just show up on Saturday mornings in the fall and do NFL Countdown. Uh, or, uh, I'm yeah. sorry, uh, uh, what's the Wish Campus show? Uh, oh, uh, um, college yeah, Game college Day. Day. That's what I meant. He don't, do, he don't even do Game Day. He do SEC Today or whatever the SEC show <laughs> is with Marty Smith. What's yeah, next? What's next for Tim Tebow, gentlemen? You, you, you stepped on my joke a little bit, but I'm still going to oh. get it out there. First off, <clears throat> and I'll take with me the memories to be my Tebow out in the rain. I just want to. so hard. I'd like to, to, I'd like say to apologize to all of our listeners. To God's favorite son. With functioning ears. I, I think on the God's favorite power rank, because I think Tebow is a smidge above Jesus at this particular point in time. I think mm. he's. But no, mm. <laughs> yeah, it, 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 it's, it's sad that the Tebow experiment has come to an end and that his dreams won't be fulfilled. But. I also have on good authority that Tim Tebow has been invited to training camp with the Dallas Mavericks. So Tebow mania lives, Get ladies and gentlemen. Here. It lives. There's no way. It that, lives. How bad? Well, he, he, I bet he he's horrible. I bet he's horrible at basketball. I bet he's like the muscled up football guy that comes in and he shoots and everything is just like laser beam off the backboard. You know the guy I'm talking he, about. Yeah. You're right, but he's a lefty, and you know lefty's hard as fuck to to, to guard. He's that. He's no, that guy Ray, that they're not. They're not. They're not. All you have to do is figure out they're fucking lefty, and then you guard them that way. He's the guy that comes into the the gym after lifting a bunch of weights, and then comes play basketball, and he he shoots a See, shot, and it goes over the backboard. I thought. <laughs> I always thought he was le- just weights. See, I thought, Ray, I thought lefties were easier to guard for me because I'm right-handed, so it's easier and quicker for me to, to jolt out with my right, whereas their left hand is already on the same side as my right. So I'll just either steal that ball or, or block your shit or whatever. Box you out so to half physical, court till you fall over. From a physical standpoint, you're right, but I think the mind is so right-adjusted to being right-handed that even when you try to go block their shot, because it's left, even if you're right there, sometimes it's just something about uh, the timing in your mind. Maybe you was, maybe you the runner, Tessie. Maybe you're Sidney Moncrief as a white dude. 
Oh, no, man. there's there's definitely an advantage to a left-handed player on a basketball court just because of that. You're so used because everything is so right-centric. The fact that there's a lefty out there that's going to throw you off. Can you catch up and and, and adjust? Yes, but it's going to throw you off initially. But shout out to Tim Tebow. What, what, what year initially. was that? What what year was that when he had that run? What was it? Was that 2011 when he had that run and oh, he went all those games? Improbably, yeah, with Denver. The and playoff he won all game. those games. In, and, but can can I finish? God damn it, shit! Hey, don't you don't do not cuss on a Tim Tebow subject. No respect. Well, that's, that's what I was gonna say. All the goofy ways he was winning those games and won a playoff game. Hell, Tebow almost had me believe, believing in his God. Like, what the hell is going on here? How is this happening? Like, you know. <laughs> I'm trying to find the year for that, by the way, for you. Yeah, 2011. Yeah. Shitty tight end, though. He, hey, was he, gonna be a, he, he was going to be a locker room snitch anyway. It don't matter. Well, you so you sung Boys to Men. I got one simple for you that actually comes from the sports world. Nah, 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 nah. Nah, 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 nah. Hey, hey, hey. Go and pray. God. You better go play the white Jesus talking shit about God's favorite son, Ray. Well, as I prayed about black Jesus, <laughs> I'll make sure to tell him to tell the white Jesus that this shit funny, so give him a break. Well, while, while Ray gets white and black Jesus on three-way calling, let's switch on over to the NBA. <laughs> Yeah, white Jesus speaking. Please hold for black Jesus. And then all of a sudden you probably have some Tupac or something. <laughs> I thought we established Tupac is working with uh, Elvis and who else at a diner in Michigan? Oh, word. Oh, so let me guess, like Joan Jed and Kurt Cobain and Jimi Hendrix and all the people who died. They're, all at, some, they're all at a diner in Michigan, apparently. The food's shit, too. Uh, you know, but there's the but the yeah, pie, but the pie's excellent. Good coffee and pie. Are we gonna Are we gonna order Are we gonna order the lobster like they did on SNL? Oh boy, no. <laughs> you gotta form the barricade. <laughs> <laughs> All right, before we go nuts here, let's dive into the NBA. Big topic of discussion. I know Platt's listening right now as he is, uh, he's on his, let's just call it a smoke break right now. Uh, Ray, why don't you explain to me and Platt, uh, give us the summary, the summation of the KD Draymond interview. Funny you mentioned smoke because the two uh, biggest sporting news of the day from um, NBA involved all the smoke with Carmelo Anthony. But this also show with Draymond and KD, Draymond has a new interview show on Bleacher Report called Chips. Championships, chips on your shoulder, however you want to interpret it. First guy was KD, and you know, they've always been good friends. They uh, were kind of the leaders of the the Olympic gold medal team. Uh, but it, the, the big story coming out of that interview, uh, and it was advertised this way kind of salaciously, was he said he, they talked completely about that game against the Clippers, where they had the big argument, and Leading that possibly leading to KD leaving. Draymond told KD essentially, "I think you left because I, I think you had already you had already gone out of your mind, and I think the only reason you stayed for the third year was because we were doing a three peat. 
Had we not won, you'd have been gone. KD said it's not true. He was just locked in. And when he's locked in, he meant that he, he doesn't have any fun. It doesn't seem like he's fun, but that's fun to him. And he could have done a better job of explaining that to everybody else. But the newsworthy item was that uh, he asked them, did the fight contribute to him leaving? And he said, no, the fight didn't. But the way that, Kev, that Steve Kerr and Bob Myers, the GM, responded to it, are the, are, I think that's what led me down that path. And his thought process was, this is completely a player thing. Nobody could have fixed that but me and you. So for them to jump in it, I didn't appreciate that. We needed to have a kind of a players only thing where we hashed it out. We got it out of the way and it's done because this was the first issue we had had of that situation. And I didn't like the way it happened. He even gave the uh, analogy of when Scotty asked out of the game, uh, Scotty Pippen with the Bulls that time when Kuko hit the final shot because it didn't call the play for him. As soon as they went to the locker room, everybody let Scotty have it and got it out, and they got it out then and there. Next game, everything was good. Draymond countered and said essentially the same thing, but he said that after the game, they held him for an hour and 45 minutes trying to get him to apologize. And he was like, no, I'm not apologizing. I wasn't wrong. So they let him go home. The next day at practice, they called him back in. and were like, ah, you slept on it. You ready to apologize now? And he's like, he said, and this is a direct quote. He said, y'all are about to fuck this up. Because can't nobody fix me and K, but me and K. And then he goes to proceed to explain that the reason he got suspended was because Bob Myers said that, said, you know what, what's that you're not going to apologize. I got to suspend you a game. And he laughed in his face. And Bob Myers said, well, that's not the expression. That's not what I thought I was going to get. And he said, well, look, I could either laugh in your face or cuss you out. I'm going to choose to laugh in your face because it's funny to me. So the fact that both of them think that it was Bob Myers and Steve Kerr's fault is an interesting tidbit considering Draymond still plays there. Now, I'm sure that this, they've reconciled that all, all in all, but it was just a very interesting thing to think about. Man, what if Kevin would have left? What if that fight wouldn't have happened? What if they would have left him alone and let him fix it themselves? Would Kevin have left? It's a very, very uh, interesting what if that possibly could have changed the history of the league. Because if Kevin doesn't win, if Kevin doesn't leave, no doubt they still he would have still tore his Achilles. But you can't tell me the Golden State Warriors aren't the best team in the league. You know, there's been a few times on a few occasions where I've been playing basketball and I've literally come to blows with somebody on the basketball court. Mm-hmm. But after the game, we had to bar having drinks together. Absolutely. Basketball is just one of those types of games, man. It gets very competitive. It gets very emotional. And that's just what it is. And I'm looking at Steve Kerr kind of funny in this, knowing, you know, he's a former player. He played at the highest level, won championships and everything. You know, you should know better. You should know how this is. You know what I mean? So that I'm looking at Steve. I'm looking at you a little sideways on that one there, Steven. My only retort, and I want to turn it by all means, because, you know, you were a high-level basketball player. You're right. My only retort is, if you remember, the fight was about Draymond continually being on his be on his ass saying, are you leaving or are you not? Are you with us or are you not? And every report has said, even Draymond's acknowledged, that wasn't just that day. That had been happening for a minute. So my only retort to what you said is, it probably got to a point where he had to step in because it affected the game. It's one thing if me and you arguing, 
this, that, and the other. But when it affects the game, remember, they lost that game because of the argument. When it affects the game, you almost, by nature of your position, have to say, man, hold up, let's get this, let's figure out what's going on here. That's my only retort, because if it was a one-time thing, I'm with you. Just leave us the fuck alone. But... I... It's going to sound bad, but I really don't give a shit. I really don't. I, 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 I don't fucking care that these two guys couldn't fucking figure it the fuck out. Like, that's not my problem. Like, I, I, don't, I don't give a shit t- you telling me exactly what happened this many years later. I don't care anymore. I like, I'm not trying to like poo-poo on the story or whatever. It's interesting. It's good to know, like, okay, people were wondering what exactly happened, right? But like, I don't care. <clears throat> I don't fucking figure it out. Or don't and lose, right? And that's probably why management got involved to the to the extent they did. So, I don't know. Platt, you wanted to jump in there? This is why Phil Jackson was so dope. Because Phil Jackson would have manipulated the situation, put bugs in everybody's ears. They would have messed around and had a players-only meeting. And they would have figured that shit out. They would have put everything out there on the table. That that's one thing that I love about Phil. He treats these guys like they're grown ass men. It's like, oh, some shit is going on. Like he don't even like calling timeouts in the game. Figure that out. You got to figure this out. You know, this is the deep waters. I can't be there to hold your hands. Y'all gonna have to figure this out. Which is why uh, also Steve Kerr, a guy that played under both Phil Jackson and Greg mm-hmm. Popovich, I'm looking at you kind of sideways right now because I'm looking at how well that team played when Luke Walton was there when you was uh, recuperating your back and shit like that and then y'all lost to the Cavs in in the, in the final like, I'm I'm looking at Steve a little funny now like Steve hmm. I'm, I'm looking at him a little funny right now coaching wise man like he seemed like a really nice guy and this and that I'm not you know th- none of this is personal I'm just looking at him like maybe we're giving him too much credit for what the Warriors have been able to accomplish now he did bring that offensive scheme in there that's true Mark Jackson got him to play defense. Only problem yes. with Mark was his his offensive sets were too antiquated. He was still playing in New York Knickerbockers 1990s offensive sets. That shit don't work right. nowadays. So he did bring that offensive scheme in there. That and everybody well actually that's kind of a, a off take offshoot of D'Antoni's scheme, which is mm-hmm. an offshoot of Greg Pop. Well, no, it's an offshoot of Greg Popovich's scheme, which was an offshoot of D'Antoni's scheme. But yeah, but we we got to give him that. But I'm look as a coach, I'm looking at you kind of sideways here, doggy. I. I I think that, and I, I, I see where you're coming. I, I I don't think that's entirely fair, but I see your reasonings on that. Um, I think this is more of a Bob Myers thing, stepping in a situation that he had no bit of stepping in because he's not a player. He's not a part of any actual basketball part of the game other than managing. Um, but Steve has, every decision Steve has made has been correct. So, like... You know, and if you want to say that this one was a decision he didn't make that was correct, he didn't suspend the guy. Uh, but to this point, everything Steve has done has basically been right. Um, and what I appreciate about, about Steve, very similar to Phil Jackson, as you mentioned, is he does treat his, his players like grown men. How many times have we heard about or seen him and Draymond argue each other to the point where they're going to fight and then practice is over or the game's over or the next play starts and they're best friends again? Every coach don't got that kind of ego. Most other coaches would do something, right? Steve was just like, hey, well, you know, it's basketball. Because of how he grew up, because of how he came up, because we played with. So I, while I see where you're coming from, I, I think that may be just a bit harsh. Um, 
I think this is more of a Bob Myers issue than anything, personally. Fair enough, but, but I find it interesting that Draymond threw Steve out there as well. And I feel well, like yeah. if they had if they had a better relationship, like n- would Bill Russell have said that about fucking Red Arbach or no, Magic but- Johnson or D Wade about Pat Riley? I'm I'm just saying, like if 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 you really had Steve's back like that, there's a way that you could have worded that to not throw him under the bus. And I feel like you threw him under there with Bob Meyer. You know what I mean? But- but you're also talking about people that have filters. Draymond Green has shown he ain't got no fucking filter. So whatever comes to his mind, he just says, because he doesn't give a fuck. Everybody That's else fair. you mentioned actually gives a fuck. He, if he never gets the, if he gets, gets out to the NBA today, he won't give a fuck. He doesn't care. So like. That's how he feels though. So that, 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 I don't know that. I feel that like that important. gives me some insight into, yeah. yeah, their, their relationship. I'm not saying, I'm just saying. All in all, I guess. Interesting. Yeah, it is interesting, and I'm, I'm glad you brought this up because this is a fascinating topic. I think I'm going to go back and, and listen to the pod now, but all in all, to be fair to Tunney, this shit don't matter. Like, he's in Brooklyn, you know, Draymond's in Golden State. They're trying to figure it out, but it, it, it was nice. Plus, it was nice, and I think that was nice to see two black men that have had a, a public falling out be able to sit there. Each one can get their side out, and they can reconcile. I think that's good for the kids to see shit like that. You know what I mean? And they've been, they, they, I mean, they got cool literally a couple of days after that, and they've been cool since then. This isn't a case of him and like him and Russ, where audibly, like physically, they stayed away from each other for a year or two. But it is good to see that, and and more pertinently, they talked, they talked about a lot of stuff. It's a fantastic interview. It's the best interview I've ever seen Kevin Durant do. It talked about his disdain for the media. They talked about how everybody he's played with has a certain chip on their shoulder. Like him or like Russ or like Kyrie. They talked about Kyrie for a second. It's a very interesting interview. But the best interviews I've seen I've ever seen Kevin Durant do are interviews with players. Like that interview and the interview he had, uh, the little the bullshit cooking show that Sergio Baca does. Those are the best I've ever seen him do. Which breeze makes me think, man, just have players interview this guy. Because other than that, he is just monotone. And doesn't say anything. They even talked about the burner account, dog. They talked wow. about the burner account. Wow. Like it's a really good interview. I would, I would employ you guys to watch that, and if I may, be Tony for a second and kind of pivot. You know, the other thing of the day was Carmelo Anthony saying on all the smoke with Matt Barnes and Stephen Jackson that he was told as early as as late as draft day, the day of the draft, that the Pistons were going to draft him. And imagine how different the world is if Carmelo goes number two instead of. Number three, number three. I, it's, it, these things are interesting as hell to me to think about. I mean, the Pistons could have probably won another championship. They definitely would have won another championship. I, I, I read that quote as well. That's fascinating to me if that happens. Joe Dumars probably still has a job. The Pistons probably got two or three championships at this point in time. And Carmelo Aww. is looked at a lot differently than he is now. He's in the Pantheon. Yeah, yeah. He just needs yeah. a title. That's the only thing that, hurt, that hurts him. That and... He, his his refusal to change his game for the betterment of the team. But Joe Dumars is gone because that, that team was always going to crash negatively with the personalities around it. It was always going to be a bad downturn. So, All right. Well, while it's fun to reflect on the past and find out the true stories and the true feelings of what happened and maybe kind of, uh, you know, speculate on some hyperbole on what could have happened, Let's talk about what's actually happening. And biggest news is Joel Embiid four-year, one hundred ninety-six million dollar contract extension. 
uh, that's a lot of money for somebody who's hurt a whole hell of a fucking lot. Like, and not just to start his career, but as recently as these playoffs. Yeah, I feel you on that, Tony. This is kind of like on the deck conversation with me. That, yeah, if it's my money, I don't know if I invest that in MB, but at the same point in time, what else are you supposed to do? I mean, this guy, if he would have played 10 more games this season, he would have been the MVP in a landslide. Like, what else are you supposed to do? What other play you know, do they have? You know, so many times we talk about money with athletes, and we talk about it from a worse standpoint. With none of the money in sports is about worth. It's about value. And his value to his team and his value to the league, he's probably underpaid. But that's the match they could have gave him. I understand, completely understand. As many games as he misses, I wouldn't give him anything close to that amount of money. But every other team would. So you kind of had to. The more interesting note about the Sixers is, to me, you know, I'm... And I'm, I'm, if I'm jumping the gun, I apologize. But I know, you know, Ben Simmons is out there. And he's got to be, like, clearly he's got to leave, right? I, I, I heard this today, and it, it just crossed my mind. That's, they had two number one picks back-to-back, and both of them, they're going to sell for pennies on the dollar. Markel Fultz had to get out of there. And now Ben got to get out of there. And not gonna get any, they're not going to get anything close to what he's worth. So thinking of those two things in your management, your Daryl Moore, your Elton Brand, you got to get this guy that money because he's the only last vestige left of what you mortgaged 10 years worth of basketball for. You kind of have to stake your claim to him now. Tony, would you like to I was retort? Just, I was waiting for you to jump in there. Oh, well, okay. Well, first off, all these guys are underpaid if we're talking about their value. So, yeah, yes. I, I I don't begrudge any of these players in any of these sports. I don't care if you white, black, red, blue, green, whatever, Asian, you a one-eyed, one-horned, blind, purple people leader from Yahoo, Mississippi. I don't begrudge none of y'all for getting all you can get out these melon farmers because when you 39 with two with paper mache ass knees, they're going to get you up out of here and not think twice about it. And the media is going to call it good business. You know what I mean? So I'm not mad at none of that. And I, I, I just wanted to clarify because I didn't want it to come across like that. I'm just saying if it personally, if it was my money, I would feel a little apprehensive for mm-hmm. committing that type of money and putting that type of investment in a guy that is injury prone. But at the other token, what else are you supposed to do? Like you really don't have another option there. You know? Real quick, the crazy part about the contract is there is no fine print. So there's no um, qualifiers in there. If you get hurt, we get the, it's it's completely fully guaranteed. That's the crazy part to me. Like, you got to get some stuff in there to recoup some money if this man shatters his kneecap or his foot don't something. Nope. All $196 million is going directly to Joel Embiid, Inc., well, creator, don't give these words any power, but, you know, if something does befall Joel and some shit happens and he can't play anymore, they're just going to write that shit off anyway. So it, it, they, that's what, they ain't tripping. That's just a write-off. And we keep it moving like an escalator. Um, Tony, did, are, we, are you going to lead us into the Ben Simmons conversation, or did you have something that you wanted to add, something pithy I, is, and insightful? Is there a lot? I mean, yeah, I mean, for, for Philly, they didn't have a choice. They had to give him this contract. It's kind of just the way the NBA is, right? And with with the question marks, nonetheless, is there really a conversation for Ben Simmons? Like, either he figures out that he actually has to shoot the ball and learn how to shoot the ball, 
or he becomes a one-dimensional player and his next contract's going to be for way less than his current contract and he's just become this guy that comes off the bench that can play make and rebound like what like he's not even a third option on a championship team right now go ahead ray so in terms of the conversation i think we're <laughs> i think we're way past the whole learn how to shoot thing like, like he is who he is. He needs to get better. But for the purposes of the conversation and the reason I even mentioned him to you before uh, in our little planning session, um, clearly he has to go. He, he's not going to start the season as a sixer. And if he does, he's not going to play. He's going to sit on ice till they trade him. Both parties are done with each other. But the interesting thing to me is the one team that's shown, there's only one team that's shown any interest to in this guy. And whether he scores another bucket or not, he at least is he he at least can be in your top five, top six on your roster because he's one of the five best defenders in the league, and he's a great playmaker. But the one team interested of every team that's shown any legitimate interest is the Minnesota Timberwolves. That's that's as damning as it gets, I think, because like people go to Minnesota to die. From a sports standpoint, not literally. Yeah, and we all know the uh, the great work ethic that uh, Carl Anthony Towns is known for. Uh, well, <laughs> this Bella Barber that ran players and, and coaches out of Minnesota. It's right? funny you say that because there's been veterans that have said the problem with Ben Simmons is there's no extra in Ben Simmons. It's just you will never see him staying late after practice. You'll never see him coming in early. You'll never see him putting in work outside the gym. It's just yep. It's just something that's in his life. So. I don't know if there's really that's much more to that conversation. He's either going to get better or he's not. I, I just don't think he is. He's just going to – it's going to end up being what it is. I mean, I'm, I'm not giving up on Ben Simmons. I mean, this kid is, what, 24, 25 years old? And, yeah, 25 yeah. maybe. And there's a couple of factors here at play. Number one, he is a brother that was not born – on this continent. And this is something that Kobe struggled with as well. Cause he grew up his formative years. He grew up in Italy. So that's something yeah. that, that that's a real thing when these brothers come over here and they're, Great. they're, they're not a, accustomed to the culture and whatnot. And a lot of the brothers that are, that were born here and grew up playing here all the time, they're going to look at them a little sideways. They're going to look at mm-hmm. them like, Oh, you're weird or, Oh, you're soft. And then they're going to start pressing them. And Oh yeah. See, I told you that Mellon farm was soft. Like that's the thing. There's a little bit of a, of a, a cultural and social disconnect, which I think kind of leads into where he's at right now. Number two, and this is on him. I think he just really enjoys America. And there's nothing wrong with that. Coming over here, you get to keep up with the Kardashians, make a whole but bunch see, of money. Like, yeah, he's dating, a, wrong he, with he's dating that. a Kardashian. He enjoys America very much. Yeah, nothing, nothing wrong with that. But I think that that's that's part of an issue as well. That I, I call that the uh, the Boris Diaw, because talent-wise, Boris Diaw could have been a top twenty player in this league man but he got over here and he loved america too damn much he started eating more than crepes he, he traded in his crepes for his donuts got a little weight on him and it was just a wrap but no but I, I think that there is a market out here for ben simmons but the problem is like both of you guys alluded to we all saw the playoffs and the subsequent uh postseason press conference that Doc and Joel and all those guys did after they got eliminated from the playoffs. So, you know, these coaches, they've got egos just as big as the players. So there's a lot of coaches out there salivating at the chance and at the thought of getting a Ben Simmons. They're going to say, oh, once I get him in my system, I can fix him and, and you know, get the, the, the most out of him. 
but it's a buyer's market and Philly is trying to get a King's ransom. And that shit just isn't going to happen because we all know there's no way in Hades that he can be on that roster come no. opening day. It just is what it is. So, so eventually they're going to have to just come to the facts or come to terms that they're going to have to take a bath on this one because what I, I don't know what else they could do. CJ for Ben. I've been saying this since the season ended. It helps both teams. That might be the thing that, that keeps Dame there. Yeah, I believe I said that as well, but that's neither here nor there. I mean, we both we, two things could be right at the same time. Touche. I've said that as well, so good oh, for you. And rarely, <laughs> and rarely are those two things, Christopher Platt and Ray Cash, but today I guess we'll let it pass. Folks, we're going to take one more quick break before we come back with one last topic. You're listening to Three Man Weave, Chairshot Radio Network, part of the Chairshot.com. Bet MGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at Bet MGM. Simply download the Bet MGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then, place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets and so much more download the app in virginia today and get 150 dollars in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at betmgm betmgm and GameSense remind you to play responsibly see betmgm.com for terms 21 plus only virginia only new customer offer subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days please gamble responsibly gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER promotional offer not available in washington dc why should you visit thechairshot.com thechairshot.com is your home for hard-hitting reviews news opinion and analysis with attitude why because you're smarter than the average fan thechairshot.com always use your head all right let me do a little adjusting here we'll turn this up see if you can hear this if you build you will come did you catch it want me to play it again no i heard it if you build you will come so major league baseball decided to grab the field of dreams field and put on a spectacle on thursday night they had the Yankees, they had the White Sox, or the Chicago Black Sox, if you'd like. They had the players come out of the corn. Uh, we found out that even the Yankees get booed in Iowa. And what a game, what a setup. I enjoyed it. I didn't tune in for the whole thing. Ray, you informed me that they're doing the Cubs and the Reds again next year. From what I saw, it looked epic. Uh, maybe you don't like the teams for next year, but it seems like a pretty good tradition that MLB should build on. I I think so so I think the NHL deserves credit for starting the winter classic, which is I think the first of the major sporting teams or sporting leagues to do something special like that. That's the only NHL game I watch all year, unless it's playoffs. And it's legit because I think it's the dopest thing that had one a couple of years ago that was on the lake. Like it's beautiful. So to see this for the Dreams game, I was so interested in this, dog. So, so into it. Like, my people watched it. My grandma watched the whole game. My grandma watched baseball. Like, it was it was so dope. And the game was a great game. So, number one, I think it's genius. This is, like, the most watched 
uh, in Major League Baseball game in like 10 plus years or 20. something like that. It's the most watched regular season Major League Baseball game in 20 years. So 20 years ago in 2001, that was what the uh, Diamondbacks, baby. Hold up. Let's go. When we were actually good for once. Uh, but I got a question for y'all, if you don't mind. What would y'all like to see in any other sporting sporting event that would be sporting league that would be similar to this? I'm glad you brought that up because that's exactly where I was going to go. Shout out to Major League Baseball and the NHL because both of those games are cool as shit. Here, try this off the size. The NBA runs a professional regular season NBA Rucker. game at Rucker. the Rucker. Yep, at Rucker. the Rucker. Yep. I'm, yes. with yes. I'm with it. The NFL, they do a professional regular season game at the Horseshoe in Columbus. 100,000 people. Boom. And it's got to be the Browns. It's got to be the Browns. What do you think? I, I ain't mad at that. I might try to go. That'd be crazy, though, because they'd fill that shit up overnight. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. Definitely. Have I'm, the hey, Browns and, and maybe the Packers or whomever the Super Bowl champion is or if, if Brady is still... Browns and the Browns Steelers. Browns and the That's a good one. That's a good yeah. one. I'm, yeah. I'm thinking like I'm thinking like you need a like a box office play or something like that, like Tom Brady and the Buccaneers. The or, Steelers travel, bro. I hate them, but the Steelers... Yeah, man, nobody travels like the Steelers or the Cowboys. You're absolutely it, right. You're it could be a right. game in Juneau, Alaska, and the Steelers fans would be in there waving them damn towels. So... You're absolutely right. Those are America's teams, the the Steelers and, and the Cowboys. You're absolutely right. Yo, give, give me the Nets and the Knicks and the record, dog. I'm there. I'm oh, there. Especially oh, yeah. if Dame Lillard gets traded to the Knicks. Jesus Christ. <laughs> oh, my God. I wouldn't That's, mind seeing LeBron at the Rucker either, though. That might be interesting. He would. I mean, he'd have to go if it's a, if it's a league thing. But I think at this stage of his career, LeBron is, ain't trying to – he ain't trying to have that smoke. Kevin Durant would – Relish in going to the Rucker. <laughs> oh boy. Uh, hey, put Jonas down there. Touche. Let him dunk on some fools. I would, I'd love to see it, but man, logistically, could they do it? You know how much, you know how many cops they'd have to have? Plus the fact uh, that it's an outside court. I don't know how, because, you know, a lot of those guys have, you know, clauses in their contract where they can't play outside because that, that outside is a lot harder on your body than the hardwood and, indoors you know arenas yeah. and stadiums and stuff like that is but yeah. if we could make it work logistically yeah I'm, I'm all here for it let's do it yeah i'm with it man i, I just thought to feel the dreams game was so good and so reinvigorating to baseball um this the season has been actually really good with you know all the ignorant things notwithstanding around shohei but uh it's oh. it really invigorated the season i think that game did Showed the world that Aaron Judge is a beast and that Tim Anderson is for the culture, dog. Shout out to the homie Tim Anderson. Yeah, this season's been trash in my eyes, but that's, that's what happens when nah, you're from you Cleveland. Know. What? Oh, sorry. Did I say something? You you tried to and you cut out. That's what happens when you're from Cleveland. Shout, Shout out, out to the Guardians. Let's go Guardians, baby. <laughs> yeah. Even hey Cleveland, even our name sucks. Really, Cleveland is worse than Milwaukee. Okay, cool. Nah, I mean it's not their fault, man. That pitching staff has been decimated by injuries this entire season, and it's just all bad. It's just been all bad. And I forgot that. 
and I forgot that uh, Larusa signed with the White Sox. No wonder they're doing so fucking good. You know, he's yeah, he's one of the best of the modern era. But it's just all I'm, bad. I'm surprised Larusa's doing so good because he's such an old school dude around all these young kids. But it's working. It's someone they can bond up against, too. Like, in, when he's talking to them, they listen, but behind his back, they can, ah, fuck him. But then by the end of the year, if you're Good winning, point. winning heals all and causes you to respect all as well, for the most part, so. Good point. I'm trying to think, is there one other thing in sports that would be well, as actually, interesting as this? Keep it a buck. We already had it. Fight Island. Hey! Yeah, but Plant, hey. Plant wants that to be like outdoors in a like a rickety octagon with like you know he wants the he wants the ring girl to have a coconut bikini on and that's what he really wants. He wants like he wants the a, Gilligan's a, a ring of fire. Tony. He wants a the ring of fire. Gi- Gilligan's Island version of Fight Island. Survivor. He wants oh. Jeff Probst to be oh, yeah. sit there next to David. And you have the tribesmen and women didgeridoos going off on the all side over of the you place. as they're coming out to the the <laughs> ring of fire around the octagon. Yes, I want it all. Yes, if we're going to have a fight island, goddammit, let's go all the way. It's already I, ridiculous as is. Let's go all the way with it. I'll tell you what I'd like to see. We're, we're, we're veering way off track here, but I'd like to see another WrestleMania like WrestleMania 9 where they just makeshift an arena. I think that'd be really cool to see how they could integrate that with something different than just taking a stadium. You know what I mean? Because that is the one thing that you can create. Like, look at some of these outdoor boxing venues that they've been making, kind of popping up out of nowhere. Don't they look dope? Yeah, Fight Island looked dope. It could have looked dope, but yeah. Well, so so NBA in the Rucker in in twenty twenty one, twenty twenty two. Adam Silver, what's up, bro? Trademark and patent pending three man weave on all of that shit you just heard. Tony Dungy, hot letters, man. What the fuck? Don't tell me that man don't look like Tony Dungy. Adam Silver? Adam Silver. Oh, he's white Tony Dungy? Wait, white Jewish yeah. Tony Dungy? Yes. Oy vey. Okay. Oy vey. I'm with it. All right, folks. Thank you for tuning in this week to Three Man Weave. Uh, I'll start getting us out of here. And, Platt, you can take us home. Uh, you can follow me at PC Tunny. Continue to listen to Chairshot Radio Network. Every single day, tons of brand new content coming your way. Um, Mr. Ray Cash, what's happening over there? I've been everywhere, man. Uh, at It's Ray Cash, R-E-Y's and Mysterio. C-A-S-H as in dollars, literally everywhere. Like, the boys wanted me back, and they put me to overtime work, so I'm here. Oh, I got more work for you if you're got time. Go ahead, Platt. <laughs> That's why I haven't answered the phone. (laughs) Smart guy. Also, we got to get Snoop and Kevin Hart to do the uh, the announcing, the play by play for the. Did you watch the shit on Peacock? Yes, yes, fantastic. Yes, 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 exactly. Yes, go out your way to watch Kevin Hart and Snoop Dogg's Olympic coverage if you haven't seen it. I think it's about what ten or eleven episodes, Ray, but they're only like thirty minutes apiece. They're brilliant. Seriously, go I, out of your way to watch them. They're so good. I watched them after the Olympics because I, I didn't even catch them. I've watched them after the Olympics. They're that who, good. Who won the Olympics? Oh, we did again. Yep. Boring, boring Olympics. Oh, and before before you shut it down, Platt, just want to say, hey, Jackie McMullen, thank you for your service, ma'am. You've been fantastic. It's been a pleasure to watch you work. Enjoy your life. But it's been a 
the J- Jalen Rose calls you Jamie Naismith for a reason. You are fantastic, and I'm you're gonna be missed. Enjoy your time. I, I hope that clapping number one came across. Number two didn't cut off what my brother Ray was saying. You know what I mean? I didn't want to interject, but yeah, everything he said, I, I second. That is a true goat in this industry, and you will be missed. You're actually the last of a dying breed. Somebody oh that actually knows what they're talking about is objective. You know what I mean? And, and, and can talk concisely and clearly and still has a relationship with the players that they, they can get that inside knowledge without being pandery. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, you're you're the last of a dying breed. You are sorely, sorely, sorely going to be missed. Yes, ma'am. You guys can catch me on Twitter at the Real C Plat. More importantly, if you appreciate the content we provide day in and day out here at the Chair Shot, make sure we're able to keep providing that content you love so much day in and day out here at the Chair Shot by going to ProWrestlingTees.com forward slash the Chair Shot and picking up an official Chair Shot T-shirt. If you peruse ProWrestlingTees.com forward slash the Chair Shot by perusing ProWrestlingTees.com forward slash the Chair Shot. I can guarantee you with the utmost degree of certainty that by going to ProWrestlingTees.com forward slash the chair shot and perusing our site and everything we got going on, you're going to find one, two, three, four, hey, maybe even five. It is all the way live shirts that you are going to absolutely love and be comfortable rocking out in public. ProWrestlingTees.com forward slash the chair shot. Please and thank you, thank you, and please, thechairshot.com. Remember, we're not just a website, folks. We're a movement. Hey, for the legendary Jackie McMullen, for the commissioner PC Tunney, for the esteemed Mr. Ray Cash, I am Mr. Velvet Pipes Christopher Platt. Thank you all for tuning in to the latest edition of Three Man Weave. We'll see you back here next week, God willing. Same Platt time, same Platt channel. Until then, shalom. And celebrities, wash your ass. Yeah, your ass. The champ is here! Alright, this is my shit right here. The champ is here! This shit is crazy, crazy! The The evil genius! Thechairshot.com. Always use your head. Wilson, you sent the game-winning email at the buzzer, avoiding a 4.55 meeting on everyone's calendar. How did you do it? I got a huge assist from Grammarly, an AI writing partner that helped me make my point. And it works everywhere I write. Summarizing a doc only took one click. When everyone uses Grammarly, everything just makes sense. Go to Grammarly.com slash podcast to download it for free. That's Grammarly.com slash podcast. Easier said, done.